0: all then episode two of fresh off the couch how we feeling trav i'm feeling
1: good man i just uh cracked open a red bull and i'm ready to get this thing going
0: God, i love it brother um travis has to leave for work in you know, like 45 minutes so we're gonna make this quick we're gonna talk extra fast because we got a lineup of a ton of fun stuff to talk about today um Real quick though, I was thinking about okay. There's a ton of topics we can talk about with sports and all that fun stuff, and we will get definitely get into that. I just really first wanted it, uh, to jump into a just a dating uh, thing. I was thinking about on the subway the other day, um, oh, and the, the only reason why I wanted to bring it up too is because I had um, a coworker listen to the pod, and they were super cool. They loved it. And they're like, Ben, why, why haven't you told any dating stories? I'm like, well, one, if any of the people I've gone on dates with listen, that's just – I don't want to, like, out them. So I, that's one of the reasons. But I probably still will dive into a few. But uh, I, I, that's the only reason I have, to be honest. But um, I want to go into this, Trav, and I, I want to get your opinion real quick, and then we can dive into everything sports-related and all that fun stuff.
1: I do want to give everybody that's coming from my side a little forewarning. Ben Benji's uh, dating life is rather interesting, so everybody should should listen very closely <laughs> and, and and strap up for the ride. Uh,
0: I, I'm not going to get too crazy today. I don't want to get too in the weeds. I don't want to. Uh, I don't wanna out anybody. Either. So this is just a just a fun little anecdote, fun little story. So. About um, two months ago, I just moved to New York. I was having a good old time, taking this girl on a date. It was a first date, and uh, we ended up having a great date. Uh, we end up – I didn't know anything. I didn't know any places to go, uh, so I kind of just leaned on her, which is probably not the smartest thing to do. I should have taken taken a little more initiative, but uh, in this case, I didn't, and she uh, ended up picking this pretty cool little uh, little cocktail bar that was, that was really nice. We had a great conversation, ended up talking for like two hours. And, um, I ended up like walking her basically back to her house. It was great. Um, everything kind of was, was clicking on all cylinders. It was great. Um, and I got the vibe when I got to her house, like she's not inviting me in, which is fine. I completely understood, but I got the vibe that she was expecting me to go in for a kiss. And I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't go in for the kiss, gave her the nice mm-hmm. little hug, the little two pats on the back and, you know, got out of there. Um, But I was feeling her. I was 100% feeling her. Uh Uh-huh. So here's the question, Trav. On the first date, should you kiss on the first date? I'm not a big kiss on the first date guy.
1: Uh, I think it depends on on the situation. So if it's somebody that, say, you're interested in a second date, Mm -hmm. then yeah, maybe, maybe don't risk it, but you also run, run the risk of not kissing them on the first date. Right. And then if you don't kiss them on the first date, maybe they're going to think, Oh, maybe he wasn't that into me or, um, uh, he doesn't want a second date with me. Right. So you run that risk if you don't kiss them. But at the same time, if you were getting the vibe that she may have thought you were going to make the move, you know, I feel like maybe, maybe you should have gone for it. Have you, have you spoke to her since?
0: Yes. So I love that you followed up there because I've spoke to her since we went on another date prior to the second date. She's texting me and she was like, Hey, I actually like, I'm down to go on another date. Are you going to like kiss me this time? And I was like, Whoa, that Mm. was forward. That was love that. I was like, okay, I see you. And I was like, hundred percent.
1: So one thing I've, I've kind of done in the past on, on first dates or whatever, like kind of hint at it this i guess this is for people that are listening uh you know maybe somebody who's going on a first date soon maybe hint at it on the date make like a little joke about kissing on the first date or something and get their reaction to that and then you can kind of get the vibe of whether they're they're into it or not but if she if she was that forward with you about the the kiss on the second date then i think you made a pretty good decision on the first one Then
0: <laughs> i mean i just uh I, I rolled with it, and I've gone on a third date with her. She's she's a lot of fun. She's cool. I think um, I just think I was I, I start I got in my own head now. So like any date I go on now, I'm thinking, well, should I kiss right now? I'm feeling this date; it's fun. But do I look like a straight pansy? The fact that I didn't go in for a kiss, or do I just look like a gentleman, which is the goal here? Because you know, I am a gentleman. I'm a I'm a scholar. I'm a gentleman, <laughs> classy guy.
1: Right, of course. No, I think I think it's definitely better. It'd be better to play it safe, you know, in, in, in today's day and age as well, you know, until, you know what, I would love if a girl made the first move every now
0: and then again, you know? I would love the first move on me. I would actually love, I'm going to be, this is, I'm going to get some heck for this, but I would love if it was just first move that wasn't a kiss. Like, mm-hmm. we're both feeling it, We're we're maybe at the bar just vibing with each other, instead of going in for a kiss, she just goes in for a full package grab.
1: Mm, okay, okay. I, you, know, you know what I would want?
0: Yeah, what would you want?
1: Grab me by the throat, pin me against the wall. <laughs> and that's it, him? that's all I want. Yeah, don't, don't, don't even touch me after that. Just pin me up against the wall like The Undertaker. That's all I want. That's just, the first move.
0: Oh, wow. See, I would love if she just straight, like... Predator status, like, grabs me by the back of the neck and just whips my face in and then says, yeah, you would want to kiss me, huh? And then just lets me go.
1: And then throws your head back and says, go buy me a shot, bitch. <laughs> I mean, ma'am. What?
0: What? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. This is uh, this is getting out of hand here. Um, it's, all right. uh, it's all good. Um, I wanted to talk. I was actually checking this past week on your bets. If you guys don't remember, Travis's bets were... Were absolutely incredible. I thought they were at first, and then uh, the first one hit. Uh, They're under in the, uh, what was that? The Marlins Brew- and Brewers game. Yeah, Marlins and Brewers. I think you even called the correct score two to one was the final, mm-hmm. I believe. You called that. And
1: I, that I, I even said the the innings that Pablo Lopez and Corbin Burns were gonna go. I was feeling good after that. I was like, oh, these bets are going three for three for sure.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I would have bet which I did bet, I would have bet even more money after that one hit that the other two were, were a lock. The Dodgers taking the series against the Phillies? Come on. Nope, Dude, that didn't happen. They, they barely they squeaked just, out the last one. They
1: didn't show up. It Because I was with Brock and Paul watching, you know, we watched some of the games or whatever at the bars um, when we were in Tahoe. And it was just like it looked like the it looked like role reversal almost. It looked like the Phillies were the you know, three time National League champion, four time, whatever it is at this point. It looked like the Dodgers had been the team that had just kind of been floating by over the last couple of years. It was embarrassing
0: and frustrating. Yeah. I mean you win some, you lose some. Actually you win some, you lose most. Yeah. That, that was Vegas. that was that was a good uh that was still a good little weekend though for you. I think uh it was a nice little kickoff. The the Giants uh, what did they they lose two out of three it was a three game set, they lost two of three? yeah they
1: uh kind of the same thing i mean they they played a little better but um just kind of some tough luck in that series it wasn't really i don't know, just that was more of like a oh shit happens kind of thing you know where a couple balls didn't kick your way and you know you that's kind of how they lost both games but you know that one kind of was what it was i wasn't that upset about that i thought they played kind of to what i expected they just didn't get the wins
0: That mm. yeah, well that's uh, that's one and two to start off the old podcast gambling tour that we're running here. Uh, and for all the listeners out there, as we have guests on, we're going to get some of their bets and we're going to kind of play the old comparison to see if you can beat Trav in, in some gambling. Um, right now, Travis is starting off at one and two. I'm still going to ride with you, Trav. So uh, what do we got this week? What are you looking at?
1: So this week... Um, I have three bets. Absolute locks. No way any of these lose. I promise. No way.
0: Lock. N- lock no way. Ease.
1: Lock them in, dude. Um, so, f- to well, this is dropping Thursday. So f- tomorrow, the Yankees and White Sox open up a three game set. Um, Friday, I really, really, really like the Yankees. They are facing Dallas Keuchel, where uh, Yankees just kill left handed pitching in general. Um, Keuchel is pitching horrendously this year. Uh, he looks like a shell of a, of his old self. He's just... This year? Know, it, Last year, dude, he was
0: terrible, too. The guy's throwing 82-mile-an-hour fastballs. You know, he's dick. been
1: doing that since he was with the Astros. I don't know. He used to get away with it, but I think guys finally just said, okay, let's just sit back, drive this to right right center field. Um, but yeah, so I really like the Yankees on Friday. Just uh, money line, even minus one and a half. I wouldn't mind that either. The Yankees haven't dropped their... Uh, their weekend starters yet or the rotation that they're going to go with. So I would kind of wait to see who is starting for the Yankees to see if I'd go money line or, or minus one and a half. But um, I honestly don't really mind either, no matter who's pitching. Cause I, I could see them putting up six, seven runs off Keuchel in three innings. I like that. Um, and then Saturday, the Braves are playing the Marlins and so you, as you know, my best friend, William, he's a diehard Braves fan. So I kind of keep up with them, uh, pull firm a little bit. So what I've noticed them doing in the past is every time they play the Marlins, they are lights out. It doesn't matter when, when the Braves were bad, when last year they were World Series champions. Whenever they play the Mar- Marlins, they turn it on. So Saturday they face um, Eliezer Hernandez, who is... Very possibly the worst pitcher in the MLB <laughs> against 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 left-handed hitters. The guy has uh, nothing gonna, to get them out.
0: Just and so just straight shitting on Eliezer Hernandez over here. I dude,
1: love it. Yeah, I because I, well, I had him. In, I have some bad feelings towards him because I had him in fantasy and uh, I had him for his first three starts and those did not go very well. Dropped him very quick and now it's just F Eliezer Hernandez forever. Um, Ellie,
0: good old Ellie, Ellie
1: Her. Yeah, but they. Uh, they have some good lefty bats, obviously, um they have a really good lineup, so the right handed hitters in that lineup will hit just fine off him, but then the lefties I expect you know between Olson and Albies uh, up and down their lineup, I expect them to hit him pretty well, and the Braves are starting Kyle Wright, who's looked really good this year, so uh, I would also even maybe throw a little a little sprinkle on a Matt Olson home run on Saturday mm, see I if he can that. get. Get you know, some plus four hundred odds, throw a little five or ten on it and get you forty bucks out of it, something like that.
0: I wouldn't be surprised there too. He's he's like on his way to heating up. The whole Braves lineup has just been stale this year. I, I know that mm-hmm. Matt Olson is, is hitting really well. I think his OPS is in the nine he's like a nine hundred OPS right now. But he he only has like four or five home runs. So I'm waiting for him to, to pick it up.
1: I don't. I honestly don't even know if he has four or five yet, dude. Unless I missed a couple, I I want to mm-hmm. say he m- might even just have two. Which you you know, he was on the A's. You obviously know that's not him. Mm-hmm. He's a 35-40 home run, hundred RBI guy. So he'll he'll turn it around. I think you know Acuna coming back will be a big thing for the Braves. Once he gets gets going, they'll they'll get back to who they are. But um, yeah, that Saturday game, uh, Braves money line, and then. The final pick, I'm going to do another series money line. I was 0 for 2 on these last weekend, but we're going to turn that around with the Brewers series money line over the Nats. Uh, they have The Brewers are throwing Eric Lauer, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. Um, I think Woodruff has struggled so far, but he's notoriously kind of a, a slow starter in general, and mm-hmm. you know, around mid, mid-May is usually when he picks it up, so... I expect a good start out of him. Lauer's been incredibly surprising this year. He's been really, really good. And then, I mean, Peralta is just electric every time he steps on the mound. So those are my my three picks for the weekend.
0: I love those picks. I will place it on on the old FanDuel app. Not sponsored by FanDuel, but it's my favorite betting app. So uh, Yankees money line, I have Braves money line, and then the Brewers series money line, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, Yankees Friday, Braves Saturday, and then Brewers
0: weekend series. Okay, that is, uh, hopefully get out of that, that little funk that we're in. We're in the one and two right now. Let's get a, get that above, and let's go three and o this week and get you to four and two, if I know how to yes, do math sir. correctly. That was correct. Good job. Thank you. I've um, been working on that. Been You're a good old trying mathematologist. My, trying my hardest over here. So, um still stuck i'm sorry i was i was still stuck thinking about this girl pinning me up against the wall choking me and telling me to get a shot I'm, i can't get over that i'm sorry get over here like that like scorpion get over here oh, all right <laughs> yes ma'am just take me oh okay i want i did want to also there's been several things in the mlb going on lately of like guys getting in altercations. I don't know if you saw Tim Anderson kind of just chirping Josh Donaldson, vice versa. Josh Donaldson basically pushed Tim Anderson off the bag. And then they were like chirping each other's face the next day, like at second base, Josh slid in and Tim just like had some words and they're just chirping back and forth. Got me thinking. And I've never really thought too much into this, but should fighting be allowed in baseball. And there's there would be of course, you know, some like hockey regulations around it. Maybe you just get one fight a game and then you just have like a bigger umpire. We got like the guy who like the guy who refs UFC as an umpire and he can just like break it up and then those guys get kicked out of the game, but they're not like suspended or anything. Those guys get to just duke it out.
1: You have like a like a goon on your team. You seen that movie with Sean Mm -hmm. Williams? Great movie. Um I don't know, man. With baseball players, and you know, I I think a lot of my former teammates and stuff, and my players that I coach and stuff, listen to this. So I hope they don't take any offense to this. But baseball players are really not the tough guys they portray themselves as. I think I think there are some, of course, like Max Scherzer. I think he would fight all twenty five. Players off the team's <laughs> bench. I don't think that guy gives a shit.
0: Oh, uh, dude, that guy just, that guy would
1: wreck people, though, too. He's abs. Oh, yeah, he might win that fight. I don't know. But I think that, like, when you see the baseball scuffles and stuff, how many times do you actually see guys throwing real punches and stuff? You know, all the teams meet in the mm-hmm. middle and they just jabber and yep. talk shit while, yep. while they're actually kind of just waiting for a teammate to grab them and hold them back. They don't actually want that shit. Like, but there are guys that, you know, like I said, they would. But I don't think that a majority of baseball players, honestly, really want that let-off-the-leash kind of feeling, you know, where it's like, all right, me and this guy are squaring up, and it's time to go.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, going back to the goon thing, like, imagine right now if, like, you just had a goon on your team, just just a bruiser. This guy just – it'd probably be the guy who just swings out of his shoes. I every mean, he plays DH. guy can't play the field where the shit, but he'll mm-hmm. just run out and just start throwing blows. It'd be like a – like a Kyle Vogelbach. Dude, that guy oh. just rolls out and just starts wrecking people. He's like, oh, a little bowling ball. Goes into second base, doesn't even slide, just straight, just takes the guy out. And he's like, all right, cool, we're doing this. And like then the after they... slugfest games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can just, like, body slam each other. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I know it's is, like, out of the realm of possibility ever happening, but yeah. that being said, I can guarantee if it they did allow it for, like... Maybe one game. They said, "All right, you guys can fight, and we want no repercussions." I guarantee the the fandom would jump exponentially. Yeah, I,
1: I think you would get a lot more uh, excitement in the game, and I think you know that might bring in more viewership. I, I, let me ask you this: out of everybody in the MLB, and it might be Vogelbach since that was the first guy that came to your mind, if you could have, if you know, if they allowed fighting in in baseball, and you got to pick one guy to be on the A's to be your goon, who would you pick?
0: Uh, do they have to be in the MLB right now? No, oh, we can go all the time. Oh, okay. So I don't know how well your knowledge is of, of the Oakland A's, but I'm going to go with this guy named Jack Cust. Jack Cust. Jack that, Cust. Yeah. yeah, Jack Cust. Google that real quick. Jack Cust was dude. the dude either struck out, walked, or just hit a 450-foot home run. Dude. The guy just swung out of his shoes. guy was slugging beers, for sure before the game and then just maybe even going in there hammered probably house three four hot dogs before the game and he he wasn't the you know the most muscular guy but that guy probably could take a punch like no other I guarantee that guy's chin would just ah, ah, he's just coming in he just walking straight at you no one would no one would fuck with that that guy as opposed to many people would probably say oh I'm gonna pick John Carlos Stanton or I'm gonna pick Aaron judge I think those guys are really big. But I'm going to say, you know, they probably don't want to, you know, mess up the face. You, you know, that's their money maker right there. I want a guy who has nothing to lose. And jack Cuss, like I was housing beers before the game, eating hot dogs and just, you know. Ripping darts try- in the tunnel. Yeah. the guy's trying mm-hmm. to make, the guy was literally living off of a minimum wage salary, probably spending it all on, on darts and, and booze. <laughs> Love it. I
1: pulled I pulled up his picture and the first thing, I don't know if you remember his facial hair that he had. It was just like a, it went from like under his lip and then went down straight and then it like wraps around his whole chin it's a he looks intimidating i'll give you that he's a scary fella
0: yeah the guy would it's not a guy you want to bring home to mom i'm telling you that
1: no no no, no, no.
0: Who, would you, um, who would you go with trev
1: okay i was i was when i asked the question originally i was thinking a uh current player so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a former player and a current player my former player would be nolan ryan hands down it if you can remember him beating up robin ventura yeah that guy i, mean, I can't
0: remember but I, i've seen the highlights he
1: yeah he didn't give one flying fuck what happened in that fight and he he was gonna leave it all out there that that'd be the kind of guy i want but my current player would be amir garrett i'm giving oh, dude, ag a yeah. shout out dude he is you know however you were saying people would pick like stanton or judge because they're big
0: mm-hmm. he
1: has that kind of size he's a just a freak athlete. And he's also, I don't, I don't know if you remember him talking shit to the dugout maybe two years ago. Oh,
0: yeah, and he was ready
1: to take on the entire team. That's the kind of guy that I need that mentality. I need that guy stepping out there for me.
0: Yeah. That guy guaranteed would throw haymakers. I'm also saying I'm scared of him. Cause I guarantee a guy has a hammer.
1: Uh, are you talking about his pain?
0: <laughs> I don't know, bro. The guy for sure has a hammer. Right?
1: <laughs> I don't know where that comes into the fight, but it could be helpful. I suppose just drop it on the head We're we're
0: real weird this week i'm just i'm i apologize to everybody i just was i'm just feeling a little freaky i guess ever since i think we're
1: i think we're just getting a little more comfortable
0: you know yeah i guess so i mean that's that's amir garrett is definitely one of the i didn't even think of him uh, because what he was on he's he was on the reds Uh, is he still on the reds no i want to say he's like He's on
1: a weird team now. I want to say he might be on the on the Royals even this year.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. He did get traded, but like they don't get too much they don't get too much airtime. But yeah, he is on the Royals. Um, yeah, just looking at this guy. The guy's six six. They have mm-hmm. him listed on Baseball Reference at 6'6", 250.
1: Dude, I he's an he, absolute animal.
0: Yeah, I would I would be scared if that guy. He and would he's a southpaw no. too. Mm, yeah that would be that's like one of those guys after his playing career when he's like 35 maybe his arm got blown out or something the guy would train mma and just go fight heavyweights in in ufc or something
1: and just win a belt or two just for the fuck of it
0: yeah the guys that guy is scary um just because you can i mean have you ever gotten in a fight on the on the field trev
1: ben i've never been in a fight in my entire life (laughs) I I, see I'm one of those baseball players who was a fake tough guy like I'd be stoked to have the old hold me back move and make it look like I'm going to try to fight somebody but realistically I don't want to hurt anybody but mainly I don't want to get hurt either
0: yeah I mean I'm probably the biggest fake tough guy not even you said on the baseball field I think that's me in real life too I'm the guy who like (laughs) literally would be like chirping in the bar at you and then I'm just be like yo yo Brock Drew, Connor, this guy talked shit to me, and I just, like, fall back, and then they just, I'm like, all right, see you guys, and then I just turn around and go, get, go back to the bar or something, You know, like, dude, that was fucked up, and I'm like, yeah, I know that was pretty messed up. I'm sorry. Sorry, but did you guys win? Did you guys kick his ass? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, that's definitely me. I don't know, not as much in my uh, 30s now, but uh, definitely was me in college, so I apologize to everyone out there if you uh, had to endure me trying to get beat <laughs> up by my friends. <laughs> um Trav I think there was a there was a, a question that you uh you were asking me via text a couple days ago. Um I want to have you the opportunity to uh to ask the listeners or, or just pose this this question to everybody. Um it was a good question so I, I appreciated it and uh I would love to to he- hear what everyone had to say.
1: Is this about the the sports betting?
0: Uh yes.
1: Okay. I I have began – I mean, this isn't even a recent thing. I've always kind of thought it. But I always deep down kind of felt like maybe it's just because my bet lost. That's why I'm thinking this. But I've really started questioning lately if sports sports are a little rigged as far as, you know, maybe for ratings or, uh, you know, Vegas to win, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it may be. But I think, you know, Vegas might have its hand in sports a little bit where it controls – Maybe not who wins so much, but how, how much they win by, you know. So I was kind of curious if if you had thought that, or if anybody else thinks that, besides just me.
0: Yeah, so I've I've gone down this this hole many times, um, and it's not it's more, mostly when it's like, all right that that is just too close. That that is too unbelievably close for Vegas to predict that. Where it would be like an NBA game where they were blowing them out, but the spread was like. Eight and a half, and then in the last like garbage time, they come back and they end up covering the like the eight and a half, but they still lose. But it's like, wait, that makes no sense. How they did, like, come on, like, why would that happen? Or um, they'll shoot like a, a meaningless meaningless three pointer at the end of the game, and it goes in. I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. Why is this happening? Um, so I, I definitely agree with you that I feel like it's rigged. Um, I also want to call out that I, in many instances, it it is rigged in basketball because, like, Tim Donahue, the guy who went to prison for rigging basketball games, was the only one who got in trouble. And you think, like, the ed- other NBA referees just weren't in on it. Like, 100%. I think it even came out that some of them were, but he basically took the fall for everybody. But oh, there's yeah. no way that that doesn't just keep going on now. It just magically stopped, even those refs still refing basketball games today. It's mm-hmm. Like, it just magically stopped. Those guys don't get paid enough. I think they probably make, like... In a full NBA season, they probably make like 200k a year. You're telling me someone comes up to them, and be like, "Yo, here's 500 thousand dollars. Make sure the Lakers win tomorrow."
1: Come on. Yeah, you literally double your salary and just make sure that the Lakers win, or cover.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, yeah. that those guys have to be like in witness protection. I mean, I imagine if, if the mob just like, "Oh yeah, we have your daughter right now. Make sure the." I mean, I would love make sure the Sacramento Kings win, but I know that's not happening. Make sure the Milwaukee (laughs) Bucks win.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's and it's always just, and you can kind of see it. It always kind of starts swinging. Kind of, you're saying like the 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 big ones that I notice are the big. You know, a a team's up fourteen with ten seconds left in a basketball game. Ninety nine percent of the time, the team will dribble the ball up the court, dribble the clock out. But then, out of nowhere, sometimes you just see a guy chalk up a three, and you know the line is eleven and a half, and of course he makes that three, and then the team that was blowing him out they win, but they don't cover the spread. That's the; those are the ones that I'm always just like, I I just don't know, you know, what brought him to shoot that three. And there's yeah. there's other ones too. I, okay, actually, let me ask you: this. What's your? Do you remember your worst beat
0: in gambling? Um, I think it was like a. I can't even remember it. I, I, I think it was like a $100 four-way parlay, and it it was supposed to hit. And then, the, yeah, I mean, I remember one of them, $100 four-way parlay. That would pay out like 1800 bucks, which is pretty good. And uh, I just needed the Cubs to win. And that was the last leg of the parlay, and the Cubs were up 4-0 going into the, the ninth inning. And they blow the 4-0 lead and goes to extra innings and it goes to, like, the 12th, and then they end up losing. And I was like, dude, this is wild that they're up 4-0. And this was the time, I think, this was back when Araldis was on their team. This was mm-hmm. when they won the World Series, like, 2016. And I remember being like, dude, they're for sure winning this. Like, he hasn't blown a save all year or anything like this, like, second half of the year, too. Nope. Like, and I was like, this is crazy. Up 4-0 in the ninth inning. He hasn't done anything, and then... Last leg of my parlay, but realistically, I took a step back. You think I was like, "Do you think Vegas gives a, a flying fuck about Ben Bricky's hundred-dollar <laughs> parlay?" I was like, "No." Hell. But see, it was the the
1: Cubs bet. Like maybe the Cubs were you know favored pretty heavily, and so a lot of people in Vegas were throwing down a lot of money on the Cubs, so they needed the Cubs to lose. Like n- not necessarily directed at your parlay, but the big scheme of things, maybe they would have lost a lot of money if the Cubs would have won that game or something. You know what I mean?
0: yeah do you remember yours? I can't wait to hear this actually dude it it
1: replays in my mind i think at least once a week when I'm sleeping so <laughs> I had a four leg college football parlay and it was a hundred dollars to win It's kind of the same some like yours. it was like two grand or something like that, which mm-hmm. is a it's a healthy sum of money right so and this was my last hundred dollars you know I get like a credit so this is my last $100 I had available. If I hit it, basically I could continue gambling. If not, I had to pay up whatever I owed. So mm-hmm. the last leg was Auburn, and I had them minus seven and a half. And at this time, the running back was uh, Cameron Petaway, I think, I think was his name, or Petway, something like that. But he was oh, yeah. having an incredible year that year. He was unreal. They were playing Vanderbilt. Um, who was notoriously not a very good football team. And so I had Auburn minus seven and a half, and they were up 23 to 16 with, it was like three and a half minutes left. And I remember the down, it was third and one, and they were on their own 30-yard line. So they had to go 70 yards. Basically, though, if they got a first down, because I don't think Vanderbilt had any timeouts. So basically, if they got a first down, the game was over. They would just, you know, need the ball and ran the clock out. So I was thinking like, you know, damn, my, my parlay's is busted. This is it. And then all of a sudden Petaway hits a hole and he, there is nobody within 20 yards of him. He is straight breakaway. He is absolutely gone. And then he gets to about, uh, he gets to Vanderbilt's like 35, 30 yard line. And he pulls up limping as he's trying to run for the <laughs> touchdown. And so I'm, You know, when he breaks through the hole, I see that no one's there, and I get off my couch. I'm jumping up and down. Fuck, yeah. Let's go, baby. Go, go, go. No, no, no. And then he just falls on the 10-yard line, dude. And then, you know, they, they come out. They cart him off the damn field. And then I was like, fuck it. Run another play. Come on, please. They ran one more run. It went for no yards, and then they need the ball twice, and the game was over, dude. It was fucking miserable. I was so pissed.
0: Oh, I would have been. That that right there makes me feel like it's rigged. It's like this. They're like little headpiece. Go down. You're hurt. Go down. Yeah. Did he actually. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Did ACL? you did you just pull your hamstring? I think you pulled your hamstring. <laughs> did did uh did he actually was he actually hurt?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he ended up missing the rest of the season. <laughs> but I mean, still like you know when you're making that run and you feel that hamstring tighten up get it together for just t- 15 more yards please God that killed me
0: yeah that's those are those are the worst the worst beats and I've gotten to the point now when I I'm not really gambling too much anymore it's, it's large large amounts of money um it's mm. more a little five dollar here ten dollar here bets just to, for the fun of it but yeah, I just noticed, make a little
1: Wednesday night game fun kind of deal yeah
0: and I've noticed that I <laughs> don't really watch the endings anymore i'm like oh, okay cool I'm like i already lost i already just convinced myself i lost the bet it's right. just like it's like that age old it's, it's, this is kind of sad and dark but it's like that age old thing where like when you go in the military they like just convince you that you're already dead kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, super morbid i'm sorry but uh <laughs> it's like when i when i place a bet i already i just convince myself it already lost like literally right when i click it's done I, i'm like oh it already lost i already lost the money it's cool uh, yeah i'm cool with that you, you so, take a
1: you take a baseball game, they give up a run in the first inning. And you're like, fuck it, they're losing by a hundred.
0: Yeah, man. And uh, my my friends will our friends will give will give me shit. Like, dude, you just especially in like the soccer games that I bet on. Like, oh yeah, like oh game's over. It's in like the sixtieth minute. I'm like, oh game's over if they're down. I'm like, it's over. Like, dude, dude you're ruining the game. I'm, like, well, <laughs> I'm just convincing myself, and I just say it out loud because then when it, when I do win, it feels so much better. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, you already convinced you lost, and bam it just doesn't hurt
1: it doesn't hurt like that anymore you know
0: yeah it doesn't hurt as bad it feels better it's it's a, it's, a be, it's a better little feeling i don't know man gambling is gambling rigged uh probably yes in some ways but not as much as we think it is
1: yeah yeah i mean it 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 probably is and i feel like you'd hear more about like the you know the basketball ref or even players coming out after and saying you know half my career i was influenced by vegas or whatever but it's nice to think it is it makes me feel better about losing
0: there has been players have came out larry johnson used to be a running back in the nfl mm-hmm. um there was another running back too that came out uh and said like they, the nfl used to like show the, the clips before they would get on the field and basically say things and yeah i mean to think like the nfl and the nba and all these major sports leagues like want specific teams in the you know finals or the Super Bowl or the World Series that's that's definitely true like you tell me right now the NBA could have the Lakers versus the Knicks in the finals in the finals they would take that I guarantee a hundred million times over the Milwaukee Bucks playing the Sacramento Kings in the finals so oh, yeah just
1: just the I, amount of money you get off the players that are in that that finals and you know the fan bases and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that hasn't happened. I mean, the, the Knicks against the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers made it, yes, but the, the Knicks haven't, haven't pushed too far. But this also leads into a very another point that I, I do want to make in, in the MLB. The MLB is trying so hard to get the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim into the playoffs. And that's my theory on why they expanded the playoffs. They added the DH rule this year where the pitcher, if they go out of the game, they can become DH, which is literally the Shohei Otani rule. So they can get more money out of that and get him on the field more and hopefully get the Angels to the playoffs.
1: And MLB, we do not want you to hear this podcast and think that we don't appreciate it because we do very much. Thank you. (laughs) No, it 100% is, dude. Any Angel fan who says that, the is not trying to get us in at this point. It's lying themselves. I'm, I'm not oblivious to it, but I really appreciate it. You need Mike Trout in the playoffs. You need Shohei Otani in the playoffs. It, you know, you, The international fan base at this point um, with Otani, you get so much more attention on baseball, not just in the regular season, but if you brush it into the postseason, the amount of money they'll be making is absurd. They need it.
0: Yeah, I mean Shohei Otani. This is this is a hot take here for you. Shohei, Hotani, Shohei Otani, Shohei in the what five years or four years? He's five years, no four years. He started in mm-hmm. twenty eighteen. In the four years, he's been in the MLB has done more f- fan wise and like getting more fans for the Los Angeles Angels than Mike Trout has.
1: Oh, that's one hundred percent. But I also think that has to do more so with him being you know Japanese. But I think that the MLB really just doesn't market their players well. I mean, that, that's not, not like a—that's at not like me thinking that. That's just a fact. They don't do that with anybody hardly. But I think finally they saw an opportunity with Otani, and they were they jumped on it, and they've done they've done very well with it, which is how it should be. You know, they have ESPN posting about him. You know, things besides just the MLB account. So I think. They're finally taking advantage of something, and I think it's kind of rubbing off now. Though I think you're you're starting to see a lot of more posts on non-baseball sports accounts about baseball that you not necessarily wouldn't have seen before Otani.
0: Yeah, I think I think with Mike Trout, the MLB does a terrible job marketing him. He's come out like he's willing to do interviews and stuff, not like full like all the time like other players, like a Bryce Harper. But he's willing to, to, you know, brand himself a certain way. He has a specific brand that he wants to keep up. It's basically like a low-key, low-key dude. But MLB just doesn't promote him whatsoever. This guy's arguably the best baseball player to ever live. Like, imagine yeah. that. Like, 20 years from now when he's retired, people are going to be talking about, you know, Mike Trout being this. But I guarantee they're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, n- not as many people knew about him as, as they should have because he – didn't get promoted in MLB. Like he should legitimately, if he should every week on their those stupid discussion talk shows when they're talking about LeBron twenty four seven, he should be like the next talk. Like, oh, is is Mike Trout going to get traded? I know he's not, but they, they should be talking about that. Like the MLB mm-hmm. should be pushing him like that. Instead, they're talking about Shohei Otani, which is great because he's doing a great job with the Japanese uh, fan base and he's doing an awesome job there. Uh, I just think that Mike Trout should be marketed 10x of what Shohei Otani is because Mike Trout is just insanely good at baseball. And I think he's just insanely good at, like, you could probably make put him in the NFL and he'd probably be insanely good at that.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. he's He's an absolute freak. But they don't have time on those shows to talk about that because – They'd rather talk about what LeBron had for lunch and then what he's going to have for dinner. So we're kind of <laughs> stuck there. Are the
0: worst. Those Dude, shows are absolutely, absolutely the horrible. Worst. I, I, can't, hey, uh, hey. I can't tell you the last time I actually like, tuned in and be like, "Hey, like sat down on my couch." I don't even want to say the names of the shows because don't want to give credit, but I've never tuned in and been like, "Yo, I really just want to watch that this morning." Well, and wasn't that the best
1: too? Like you, you know, you right before school, you're sitting there, you're eating your little bowl of Lucky Charms or Honey Nut Cheerios, whatever your go-to breakfast cereal was. Mine was Cookie Crisps. But you know,
0: spoiled kid,
1: dude. Oh yeah. My mom would give us whatever we wanted, but you know, I had my little bowl of cookie crisps. You turn on ESPN. They're having that little, you remember the old sports center shows where they had the rundown of what was coming up next on the left-hand side. Dude, Dude, it was the absolute best. best. And you can look and and be like, Oh, the angels are on in, in three highlights. I can, I can absolutely not miss this. Even though I watched all 300 pitches the night before, but I could not miss
0: that highlight. Yeah, because you just love to see them how what they talked about and be like, oh yeah, like like anything that they're 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 piping off about your team, and I love that. Be like, oh, they actually mentioned that, and they would show every highlight of like every game. Now that you get on there, and it's just talk shows, and be like, where is LeBron gonna get traded to? And You're like, dude, this is yeah. stupid.
1: It, it it has gone
0: to absolute shit, but yeah, so, I mean ESPN whatever. in general, the ESPN app too is it, just not a, a good app in my opinion. I don't think it's a good sports. Does, does a good job of promoting sports in general.
1: Sloppy and unorganized. Not about it. No, thank you.
0: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, back to the cereal question. Um, I was a life cereal guy, dude. I got, life? Yeah, bro. I was a you life are cereal, way dude.
1: too. You are way too different a breed to be a life cereal guy. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think I'm, I'm quirky. I'm fun. Uh, but yeah, I like life cereal. I ate a ton of yogurt as a kid, too, which is also kind of weird. I was like a very white kid you're
1: yeah you're a you're kind of a weirdo i could have pictured you being like a a fruity pebbles mixed with cody, Pe- dude, cody my pebbles. mom would my mom wouldn't let Cocoa me have the sugar kind of no
0: sugar dude no sugar oh my gosh yeah i was already bouncing off the walls enough dude
1: maybe maybe that's why oh, that's true maybe that's why i got diabetes
0: I got top two diabetes.
1: Goddamn damn diabetes.
0: That guy is all time, all time favorites. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Life cereal to talk about it, like, like don't talk down to it. You don't, you can't. You gotta respect Life cereal because at the end of the box, there's all of like the cinnamon and like all of that, and you got the last bowl of cereal. My brother and I used to fight over it, dude, and it was bomb. You get all that cinnamon at the bottom. Mmm,
1: yummy. You know what? You know what? Have been a funny prank. you take you know the top of the bags open open the bottom of the bag get all the cinnamon out tape the bottom of the bag back open and then you know be a nice brother and be like hey you have the last bowl you know i love you brother then he dumps his cereal in he's looking for the cinnamon there ain't shit in there bitch
0: i love i mean that probably i probably used to I, i pulled some meaner pranks where i would just fake like i was hurt and tell my mom (laughs) being the younger brother was fun man dude like it's the best yeah it was a it was a good time Mm -hmm. i i appreciated it um trav i know you have to leave in like what five ten minutes from now
1: i got 13 minutes papa
0: 13 minutes well i at least want to give you ample time to to make sure that you can go use the facilities before you head off to work Mm -hmm. um so next week we're gonna have a guest on here Have a little bit of fun with a guest talking fresh off the couch, uh, talking some gambling bets that they are going to try and beat travel on. Uh, It's going to be fun. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it enjoyable. But uh, before we have our guests on next week, I want to ask you a fresh off the couch question that I was brewing up. No pun intended. (laughs) Brewing up today. Let's hear it. Fresh off the couch. No planning, you can't Google anything, you can't read any recipes, fresh off the couch. What place are you getting in a 10-team chili cook-off?
1: All right, I have to ask you one follow-up question. Do I get teammates or is it just me?
0: you get teammates. So you get to pick a that's a good good follow-up question. So you get teammates, you get two people that you get a pick of all of your friends. You can pick whoever. I mean, I wouldn't pick me, but if you want like the flair and the fun and maybe someone mm-hmm. to promote the hell out of it, I'd pick me. But if you want someone, you know, who wants the recipe and all that stuff, I'm not your guy.
1: Okay. So here's here's where I'm going. I'm taking Paul, obviously. So who do not know my stepfather is a world-renowned chef? I'll leave it at that. Um, amazing know, he's cook. World, he's I, world I, number. He's un, yeah, unbelievable.
0: I, I would say world renowned. I, I would definitely say that's true. I think if he
1: got the opportunity, he definitely would be. But he he's unreal at, with cooking. So I take him for the actual, you know, creation of the chili. Mm-hmm. I would take. You
0: have to. You have to contribute though here too, Trav. You can't just. You oh know, no, no, lay no I'm going to contribute. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to
1: contribute. I got. Okay. You. I'm going to take my Nana. Because um, she she makes incredible chili as well. She actually makes it quite often, but she does make incredible chili. And as a promoter, I don't think you can find anybody better. She's got you know, her Facebook friends. I know she'd promote the hell of it out on there. And just her, her people skills. She'd be telling everybody about it. She'd be stoked about it.
0: So she's, so she's posting on her Facebook at the 10-team chili cook-off. Uh-huh. Telling everybody to
1: come out and vote for us. That's it. Wow, that, that's probably half of our votes right there.
0: Wow, I love that. I love that. So, so what place are you get?
1: We would finish. I think first place. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I don't know who our competitors are, but with with Paul and my Nana, at, you know, duoing up with me, just kind of riding their coattails. I think we're getting first place.
0: Dude, there's no way. You're fresh off the couch. There's no way. I know Paulie's an amazing cook. I won't take anything away from him. I actually think. I think you definitely would compete for first place. I just don't have too much faith in you to contribute, like Polly by himself, probably. You might come in and just be like, no, Polly, we're going to do it this way and just ruin the recipe. (laughs) Well, my
1: contribution was going to be walking up behind people while they're eating it and pretending like I'm not on the team and just being like, that chili is really fuck good, huh? Yeah. And then then they'll be like, you know what? That kid was right. I don't know where he went or who he was, but this chili is really good. I'm going to give them a vote. That would be my contribution. I'd be the little a little sneaky influencer
0: wow so i actually have a funny story about this this is this is hilarious and that's why i was also brewing this up um a couple of my friends in san francisco did a chili cook-off and they um the day before they had the recipe already and it's like a really famous chili cook-off and they they were all ready to go and they um when they got there they, they were you know putting it together in the mornings before before they got, um, or they were cooking the night before, and then in the morning they were just heating it up. And one of the guys on the team brought this like liquid smoke stuff that you you only are supposed to put like a couple dabbles in there, and it it'll make it smokier. He ended up putting the whole yeah. bottle, and it was just like absolutely just the smokiest chili. And one of the guys on the team, he's an amazing promoter. Their name was the Chili Bandits and they changed their name on the spot to Smokey and the Chili or the Smoke, Smokey and the Chili Bandits. or or something along the lines, and then he just started promoting the hell of it, the smokiest chili around, and he's just like, nobody wants beefy chili, nobody wants spicy (laughs) chili, everyone wants smoky chili, it's the new thing, and he was like, dude, it tasted (laughs) terrible. He was like, it was not not good, but uh, out of, like, I think 10 or 15 teams, they ended up getting second place.
1: Well, yeah, at least you kind of forewarn people, so that way they know going in, like, oh, I'm going to be tasting some smoke. And then when yeah. they taste it, they're like, you know, it's not great, but I'm getting <laughs> what I asked for, what I expected, it, you know. It's
0: all in the promotion. It's all in the promotion, is what I'm saying. I mean, definitely, I would say Paul, is Paul, gonna make an amazing chili, but uh, I'll, I'll give you first place in this case. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you slide. If you had to do it by yourself, though, I'm saying you're for sure getting tenth. Oh, one thousand percent. I do. I, I couldn't.
1: I couldn't barely even make myself a bowl of cereal. Those cookie crisps my mom used to make me. So
0: wow <laughs> I, i'm
1: an absolutely horrendous chef like I, I don't know the first thing i'm doing in a, in a kitchen
0: oh man i'm just dying thinking of your nana and behind the table just like tweeting or posting to all her facebook <laughs> friends and telling everybody to come by is doing a chili cook-off come on down or she's just like claudia you didn't come to bingo last week you better make it to my grandson's chili cook-off
1: and dude, she would absolutely kill it too. She is, she is so good with that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I've I've been with your nana plenty of times, and I think she's pretty convincing.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Even if she can't convince you, she'll make you do whatever she wants. Like if she if she doesn't fully convince you, she'll she'll get her way some some way or another. She's incredible.
0: Yeah, she is. Uh, I think we should uh, definitely conclude on that. Uh, Wait, real quick, I think that one day we should have my nana on here as a guest. I'm just saying. I would love to have your Nana on here as a guest. I would, that would be awesome. That that's uh that's gonna be a perfect, um, perfect kind of segue into how I think about the guests that I have on. I want to have just all walks of life on our show, not just people interested in sports, not just people who like to hear about my dating life, mostly just anyone. So probably have your Nana, have your brother, um, have my cousin, have maybe someone i just meet on the street you know, out here and just maybe do a quick interview maybe go get that guy that Brock met in Reno and have him on our show
1: <laughs> no that guy was a horrible interviewer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was terrible uh,
1: yeah he didn't he didn't say they just stared at him we can't have that like, on here
0: th- the best part about that is just that for context brock just went to Reno happy birthday brock happy 30 get better um but uh, Brock went up to this guy who was just absolutely annihilated in Reno and, and put like acted like he's interviewing and was like, "What do you think about Reno?" And then like pauses and then he goes, "Tell the truth." And I was just <laughs> like, "Dude, Brock, if you did that to me, I would be scary scared if I was just like hammered drunk, just like what? Tell the truth." Uh, and the guy doesn't say anything, and then his friend comes up and he's like, "We're not taking, uh, we're not giving our opinions right now." Yeah, he said, "No, no, we're good with that. No, we're we're good with that." <laughs> Uh, that was great. All right. Well, uh, Trav, you uh, made your picks. I know I, I called them out earlier, but uh, one more time. Hit the listeners with your picks. Uh, I don't even say picks. Hit the listeners with your wins. Mm, I like that. So we got
1: Yankees money line on Friday, Braves money line on Saturday, sprinkle a little bit on a Matt, Matt Olson home run as well, and then the Brewers series money line that starts Friday and runs through Sunday.
0: All right. You guys heard it here first. We will be posting weekly Thursdays. Listen to the pod. Subscribe to the pod. We will be having our social media be going out fresh off the couch. That'll be launching Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I think I'm even going to add a MySpace, a Friendster, doing the whole thing. <laughs> Fa- Facebook, I'll, just I'll for nana. Nana. I'll have my Nana make the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Everybody have a good one. Have a great weekend and uh, fresh off the couch, baby. You ready?